Welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, presented by Roast House Pub and Idiom Brewing Company in Frederick, Maryland, as well as Havoc Brew Supply, the one-stop shop for all of your brewery's needs. Check them out at hophavoc.com. Hey everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands, and today I'm at Prospect Point Brewing with Dan Carroll. Thanks for uh, having me out, man. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for coming out. What What do you give as your official title? Do you just go by founder, owner, brewer, uh, jack mm, wall trades? Yeah, a little bit of everything. <laughs> uh, not Not brewer anymore. Okay, um, you hired you hired yeah, a brewer. We did hire a brewer on. So I feel like that's a smart thing for people to do. Just because yeah. there's so many other things you need to concentrate on that. It's incredible how much work is involved not brewing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely, it took a while to get there, but it was a good move. Yeah, you either need to hire someone to do all the other stuff so that you can brew or hire someone to brew so you can do all the other stuff. Yeah, and I think I have just as much fun doing all the other stuff as I do brewing. So, yeah, it worked out. So when did you officially open? You have your one-year anniversary coming up soon. Yeah, so we opened up officially May 20th of last year. Um, so, yeah, we have yeah, May 20th, 2022. So we, our one-year anniversary is coming up in, uh, pretty soon. And uh, we're looking forward to it. have bands and multiple food trucks scheduled. Now, you've had, you've had this farm for a long time, though, correct? So the farm itself uh, purchased back in 2014. Okay. So eight years or so. Um, that sounds so long ago. I guess it's really not. Sometimes it feels that <laughs> yeah. long ago. Like, yeah, just thinking about what was going on back then um, versus now, it's crazy to think about. Um, we kind of ha- always had this as a plan, but it took, yeah, a few years to uh, finally get it off the ground and get it where we wanted it to be. Um, but it was kind of when I was biking up 180, and came across the for sale sign and kind of went back, got my truck and uh, popped up over the hill and overlooked what was just like an open field. You could kind of like visualize exactly how like the brewery would sit overlooking the hop yard. And uh, yeah, we're, we're happy. Because yeah, you, you, you started out growing hops here right away, right? Yep. So we put in the hop yard in 2015. Um, mainly to supplement our original field that's in Roarsville, um, okay. like right up the street from Big Cork. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So we were selling to the local breweries around here and uh, home brewing and all that type of good stuff, but it was kind of the brewery was always on like the back burner um, to the commercial hop growing. And you're still doing that, right? Or is, is that... That's pretty much put to the side. Um, Obviously, when we finally got the green light to go here, we had to kind of pull back a little bit. We actually took out the other yard that's in Roarsville. um, And this field, we kind of had to put on the back burner all of last season. uh, And then we're slowly going to try to recapture it this year. Okay. And then build it back up to where it was. Are you excited about the Monocacy hop? Yeah, I so we're very interested in seeing what it has the true potential for over the next couple of years. Yeah. It looks awesome. Um, Brian's doing a fantastic job with it. 
I did not get to taste any of the beer that Tom brewed with it um, this year, but we're definitely excited. I'm hoping to get my hands on it uh, in the next year or so, if we can. Yeah, I think there will be what the next batches will be done by Tom and then Heavy Seas is brewing some beer with it. Oh, really? Okay. Well, they wanted to add like a large production brewery yeah, in definitely. the mix to further investigate the That's viability awesome. of it being like an actual usable hop. Yeah, that would be really cool. And the fact that it's Maryland, it's it'll make it that much more special. Because we love Maryland. I know. We do. <laughs> we do. We definitely do. So what is your background? How did you, well, I guess first, how, how did you end up growing hops would be the first step. Um, so I actually blame Tom for it. Um, <laughs> so we were home brewers first. Um, started off, uh, like everybody else, at Flying Barrel um, Brewing on their original location on uh, Carroll Street. And uh, went to... It was probably Tom's very first festival and talked with um, Tom and uh, one of his friends, Dell, about growing hops. And I had planted probably five or six plants at our um, at my house for strictly just home brewing and got tricked into thinking that it was a good <laughs> idea and uh, then kind of talked um my mom and stepdad into putting in the the field over in Roarsville, like, yeah, we could probably do this as like supplemental income, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, it was mainly just like a supplemental time and no actual income. So, <laughs> so, so more of like a, a non uh, revenue producing hobby. Yeah. It was like a really bad nonprofit, <laughs> I guess you could call it. Um, yeah, spent a lot more time. Luckily, have a very supportive, understanding wife that <laughs> allowed me to do all that. Um, I mean, that was definitely like during the episode we did about the Monocacy hop. That was kind of one of the things Brian stressed was like, you, yeah, you can grow hops in Maryland, but it's not going to be. It's going to be very hard to make it profitable because of all the care and maintenance it takes to do it here. But the Monocacy yeah. hop is that. The possibility of it not needing all the hand holding that the other variants do. Yeah, I guess that's what we're, or Brian's hoping for on that. Because, um, yeah, that's an issue uh, between all the different mildews that you fight around here, uh, just everything in general. A little bit shorter growing season, we don't get as much sun, just heavy humidity, uh, puts a lot more stress on plants. So, yeah, you can grow them, but to grow them well, to grow them well enough to make money off of them is about next to impossible. So, <laughs> and it, it seems like a lot of a lot of places in Maryland have come to that conclusion. Yeah. Um, is there anyone doing it at a commercial level anymore? No. Yeah. Not. I yeah. I'd challenge people if they said they were doing it and they're <laughs> making living off of it yeah i don't think you can make a living okay you can sell hops all day long but yeah it doesn't mean but, you're making any money off of them yeah yeah well it's a good thing then you open the brewery yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> just that's, use them instead of yeah so that's how ultimately you can make money off hops is 
putting them inside your own beer and then selling the beer because otherwise, yeah, it's not going to happen. So you, I mean, you have how, what is the size of your hop yard? Because it's, it's a sizable one. It's probably one of the largest that I've seen on a farm brewery. So it's just about nine acres under trellis. Um, and it, I mean, I'm just, I would imagine in the grand scheme of things, that's not a lot. But as farm breweries ago, that, that is a substantial amount, right? That yeah, typically than what they have. It's most likely it's on the larger side as far as the other farm breweries go. Um, and mainly because we started off actually looking to grow hops. Um, yeah, the brewery yeah, so was more of like a, a dream. Yeah. It wasn't, we didn't know we were going to be able to make it a reality quite yet. So it was like one of those things where we had full intentions of putting in the entire hop yard, buying the correct equipment. Um, we do have equipment from Germany uh, that we haven't got to use quite as much as we would want, but did it yeah. cut, did you get it like just as you were winding down the it was yeah it was around the same time frame that we realized that this could become something yeah and so we kind of had your to, focus to building this out yep so because we did as much as we possibly could on this building ourselves um from literally setting the poles setting all the trusses for the building um I held the electrical permit for it, like did all the electrical, brought in everybody we could. Um, mainly. It, looks, it looks great. It's Thank a, you. It's a very, and it is, I mean, I bet when, when the, the vines are growing, that's got to be just a spectacular, and when there's leaves on the trees and stuff, that's got to be a spectacular view. Yeah, summertime here is, uh, it's special. Uh, obviously, yeah, when the front porch is open back up uh, and it's, have the garage doors open and you can kind of just walk out and just relax only being a couple minutes from the city, but you feel like you're in the country still. Yeah. 100% does like in, I mean, I don't, it's barely even a couple minutes yeah, from it's, the city, but you, like you said though, like looking out there, you would think you were in the middle of the country. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. So, so because of Tom, he tricked you into growing hops uh, had so had you been a home brewer before that? Is that how you? Um, so let, I guess let's rewind further. How did you get into craft beer? Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations, located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. So, I've always liked beer. Um, yeah, if you 
we took we took what was a, a great hobby in drinking beer and then turned it into I think I don't know how many people think they can brew beer to save money. Um, I thought that at first, and then I quickly stopped and just realized it's like what maybe a dollar, <laughs> like over the yeah. like over three cases of beer saved maybe a dollar. I like yeah, I'll just and and it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, so basically, yeah, started home brewing uh, 2010, and uh, I have a problem with taking hobbies too far. Uh, so went quickly from like extract brewing on like a turkey fryer type deal to building out a full electrical yeah three vessel (laughs) herms coil um just sinking way too much money in it fermentation chambers building out the different keysers have as many beers on tap as you possibly could um and actually came across some beers that we liked some of the ones that are staples here are recipes that were done at this point over 10 years ago so yeah it was a hobby gone wrong i guess <laughs> so so then it would be the the home brew you, you thought you would save money yep, yep. <laughs> started home brewing then spent a lot more money buying the equipment and marginally saving money if you just if you ignore the capital investment and just on how much it costs to homebrew a batch and then that led you to the hop growing Mm -hmm. so before doing the hop growing you you had in your mind so you would like to do open a brewery right if i understood i think that's every home brewers like in their mind at some point they're like oh man this would be awesome to be able to do for a living and it is it's a great industry as a whole um what's kind of like the the drunken buddies saying they want to open a bar yeah exactly uh and it was always a great time brewing um so my setup was down like in the basement of uh one of our houses and my dad would come up the road from work he would stop in my brother would walk across the street because he lived across the street and we would drink beer and brew pretty much and it'd be on a tuesday after work like i would get started and we'd brew into the evening i mean it it is an absolutely fun like gathering of friends thing to do because one it takes all day yeah so you're you have an excuse (laughs) to just sit around with some friends and drink all day is like sorry honey i have to keep an eye on the boil exactly yep <laughs> yep like can't leave it gotta stay down here <laughs> and there's beer left so we got to continue drinking yeah. all that as well so yeah that was uh yeah it was a fun hobby and then that also adds to why home brewing brewing isn't cheaper because it's i mean i guess unless you're just drinking home brew while you're brewing again yeah, which would never happen. Like no, we, we would do that, but then it would also everybody would show up with at least a six pack. Yeah, of stuff so, that they from where the last brewery they visited. And yeah, exactly. So it it definitely is not cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what kind of what what's all the stainless steel back behind those windows? What what kind of equipment do you have? So we have a uh, ten barrel. Um, Two vessel, uh, so boil kettle, mash lauder ton, and then a hot liquor tank, um, all steam. And we have, uh, at this point, seven 10-barrel 
a unitanks, a 30 barrel unitank, and then a 10 barrel bright. Okay. Back there. What kind of beer are you focusing on? A little bit of everything. So, obviously, we are, I, we love all the hazies, all that type of good stuff, all the New Englands. Um, so, we're still trying to narrow down, trying to, we've been doing a lot of like small batch releases uh, almost weekly uh, for the last couple months to try finding out what we really like uh, and what we want to like stand behind. Uh, but we do have an excellent Pilsner. Uh, we have an English Mild that we do that's really well. Um, regular West Coast IPAs. A little bit of everything. Stout. Slowly getting into, like, um, our brewer uh, does sours really well. So he's going to start playing with those a little bit more. And then we'll probably throw a seltzer or two on there just to have. Yeah, I mean it's kind of silly not to so that you can people who did want a gluten-free option or just don't like beer or yeah, and any number of reasons there, there are plenty of good reasons to have a seltzer. Exactly. And it's, it's not supposed to be everything that we absolutely like love and sit down and drink every single day. Like we're, we're yeah. still here for everybody. Like yeah. We want to make sure everybody's happy. Well, and it's a business. And you need exactly. And it needs to make money. Exactly. <laughs> Unlike growing hops. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be another hobby. It might seem like it some days, but uh, yeah, uh, you very much got to keep everybody happy. Oh, so, so back to the size of your hop yard. Can, what, um, what percentage of your hop usage can you create – can you grow yourself? So the hop yard itself is still fully capable once it's back in its glory to produce way more hops than we could ever That's use. That's what I was saying, uh, especially because you'd need to use varieties that you can't grow here. Exactly. Also. We, we still use a lot of proprietary hops that you can only get from out west. Um, but all of our, like, our local Chinook, our Nugget, uh, Comet, they're all fantastic hops, um, and they have great flavors to them. Um, we released a hazy a couple weeks ago that was purely just it was Nugget and Chinook, and it was one of the better tasting New Englands like that I've had in a while. Just it, it had all the great notes to it. Um, so visually, they look great. I haven't had a chance to try any of them, yeah. but like looking at the pictures of them, they look spot on for yeah, they've, a hazy IPA. They, they've been good. They've been really good. Uh, we've been proud of them. I mean, we, we're proud of all of our beers that we produce. Um, we just haven't gotten to play as much as we wanted to, so it's nice that we're finally getting to that point. Do you have a pilot system too? Or? Yep. Okay. So uh, just about a like a one-barrel pilot system, um, that, that's what we play around on. Those the pilot system itself actually is, it's all unitanks as well. So they're tied into glycol, so we can do exactly we can treat it just like we would treat any beer, which is nice. That's awesome. Um, do you have uh, processing equipment for hops? Like, can you pelletize here, or do you have to send it? No, so get? we cannot pelletize. We can pick and dry. <clears throat> um, we have. Uh, the exact same picker that uh, University of Maryland has. Okay. Uh, so we got that. Oh, there's a picture of it. Um, 
I don't know. It was probably like the twentieth of them made. Uh, so that was that was probably like seven, six, six years ago that we bought that. Uh, and then put in like a standard size oast to be able to dry the hops. But then we've used uh, Shea down at Black Locust for pelletizing. Okay, because he's got a little bit of everything down there. He's what? Uh, what is the process of pelletizing? I've never seen that or heard it described. Like what? What what is done? So you essentially you take whole leaf uh, hops and you send them through what is like a hammer mill, which essentially Just pulverizes it. Yeah, it makes them into dust. Um, and then the the pellet mill itself is just like what you'd see for like uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a pellet mill at all. Um, no, I haven't. Okay, <laughs> so it's it's uh, rollers that go around a die that have holes in them essentially, and, and it, it pushes out. Yeah, and it pushes oh, like out a, pellets like a play-doh. Yes, <laughs> press <laughs> thing. Yes, <laughs> it could be very. I don't know if you could use a Play-Doh brand one, but uh, yeah, similar <laughs> technology. Okay. Um, so I would guess of that, it's probably the um, the pulverizing process would, is like the most most difficult step of it, like a, like the equipment acquisition wise. Yeah, and um, I mean all the equipment for hops. The difficult part about it is like like the the picker. You spend a bunch of money on it and you use it for probably the equivalent a few of like, hours yeah, a year. Like it's <laughs> 20 or 30 hours a year yeah. that you end up using it. And it's the same thing with the pellet mill, but like as long as you pick and dry your hops properly, you can store them okay. and then send them to get pelletized. So it's, it didn't make as much sense. Like the picking equipment you need to have because as soon as you that's cut, the time sensitive part of it. Exactly. As long as you, get them cut down, sent through the pellet or sent through the picker and then dried properly. You can store them whole cone for years. Okay. Um, so there's, it was one of those when we were trying to think about what to buy, it was, that was like the last thing on the list. Cause I think Shay had already had his for two years or something at that time frame. Um, so it just made the most sense to okay. pay him. It's loaded up, load everything yeah. up, take it down, and yep. Yeah, I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen anything about the process of pelletizing. Yeah, it's a it's a necessary evil though. Um, whole cone hops just are a nightmare to work with. It, it, and also, like, does anyone even use them anymore? Oh, in like Sierra Nevada, <laughs> they still do. Do uh, they? That's yeah. A, huh. Yeah, they, they still do. Um, so when we were designing our, our brewing equipment, we did one of the things that we wanted to make sure we added was a large hop back. Um, okay. And it was mainly due so that when it comes to harvest time, we can either do fresh hops uh, that would, we would be able to put enough hops in them to actually make it worth it. Uh, and then, but then you can also use the mash done to do that as well. So. That's also another thing that seems to have like died way off. There's hardly any fresh hop beers anymore. Not over here. Uh, I think, yeah, that little fad kind of disappeared. Over Pacific Northwest, they still have them. I mean, they have fresh hop festivals and all that. that type. Like in Yakima. Yeah. Um, and then in Oregon, you're going to see that. But, yeah, not over here anymore. But, like, even does the Sierra Nevada even make their 
the celebration. Ooh. But I don't think that's a that's not. A, but that's not fresh hops. Yeah. Um, because every they would have it was like the northern hemisphere and southern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. I think they were wet. They were. It was just called wet hop. I don't that know was forever that ago. Anymore. Yeah, I don't they were so they... good. I just remember them always being so so good. It's yeah, it's a timing thing. Timing and how how long you keep the wort on the hops um, is what really affects that with the wet hops. But people are experimenting now where like they're fast freezing fresh hops and then using them later on. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, There's all kinds of crazy things being done with hops now in different yeah. ways of. Pro- so do you are you experimenting and playing with all the like cryo, cryo yep. and the alls and all yeah. the things I don't necessarily completely understand. It, yeah, and some of it I don't know if I completely understand. <laughs> it's like yeah, we'll use it and see what happens, yeah. um, and then try to tweak it and see what happens again the next time. Um, yeah, so we're starting just ordered some like phantasm and stuff like that to see i don't know yeah it's it'll make it fun i mean the experimental part is like the fun part of brewing like it's it's awesome to be able to brew the exact same beer every single time like we're i give credit where credit's due to the bigger guys that can literally produce the exact same product no matter what time of day where they're at how Um, many years (laughs) yeah um but experimenting is what keeps it interesting and all that type of good stuff. So what has been the hardest part of this over the past year? Time. Um, yeah, you don't realize how much, like we talked about before, like how much time you spend on everything else uh, and then trying to fit in. There's a lot of stuff that we we want to do that you just don't have physical time for um all the i come up with so many amazing ideas i mean they may not be but in my mind they're amazing but they never happen and it's simply just because it feels like every second of every Mm -hmm. day is (laughs) is taken up by something great beer starts with great ingredients at havoc brewing supply they offer a wide selection of premium hops fruit purees malt, cleaning supplies, and more. Their family-owned business is dedicated to helping you create the perfect beer. Havoc offers flexible contracts, lightning-fast shipping, and unrivaled customer service. Join the Havoc Brewing Supply family and elevate your brewing game. Shop small, brew big, grow together. Visit HavocBrewingSupply.com today to learn more. McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today, best gin in the world at the International Spirits Competition, and double gold at the World Spirits Competition for bourbon, rye, and gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes. Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. Yeah, and uh, so the all the owners, uh, it's all family. Um, we all still have full-time jobs. So some of us uh, still commute down the road. My dad commutes to Baltimore every single day or close to Baltimore pretty much every single day. I commute to just outside of D.C. 
uh, brothers building houses. So he stays busy with that all the time. Yeah. Um, mom teleworks, but she's working. But she's got it easy. <laughs> she's, she's got <laughs> the easiest out of everybody as far as commuting goes. Yeah. Uh, but she's still, you, you still have to clock in for yeah. your, you're your still 40. Working. Yeah. You're just... still working. Um, so yeah, that, that takes up a lot of time and then just trying to find time to do the things that you'd like to do within the business and yeah and still making it fun how how is that running it with family has it been smooth or is it have uh, the normal family squabbles creeped into no it's, the- no it's been fun um oddly you're always gonna have disagreements yeah. whether it's family or not family um we've i think personally we've done pretty well with being able to navigate what could be disagreements, what might not be disagreements, we can find a common ground pretty easily. Yeah. Um, it helped that we, I guess, lost money on hops for like five years straight, so we kind of had that <laughs> down. We we knew what frustration was. Um, you knew how to lose money already. So exactly. Like, <laughs> so opening a brewery was just like <laughs> the, the logical <laughs> next step. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, fingers crossed that doesn't quite happen as much. But uh yeah, it's uh it's been not that bad to work with family as far as like uh, um, easy of uh I mean I've I've definitely had several guests where it was like a family affair run business and I I've, I've 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 actually always enjoyed watching especially when it's the coolest interactions I've seen are ones like where it's um, a child a parent that yeah. that are the combo and yep. like the I don't know it just seems like a cooler dynamic whenever it it makes it fun from the aspect of like when you're when you're here on a Saturday and like my dad who is definitely a character um, everybody loves him like he is talks to everybody he has quite the <laughs> collection of like we're hoping to add it to our website um like uh the dogs of prospect point like he literally takes pictures of every single dog that walks through the That's door funny. uh and he has who knows how many hundreds of pictures of dogs alone just so he's at, that person that's just out there in life trying to pet every dog possible exactly yeah <laughs> it, uh yeah whether people want him to or not uh yeah he he's up uh making everybody feel like at home almost he would um, get along well with my daughter they could go out on a mission to, yeah because she i mean we could be sitting here she would la- like focus in on a dog way over there and then as she's running to do it ask me asking me if she can go ask that person yeah. to pet their dog <laughs> well she's already gonna <laughs> yeah. do it anyways yeah that's that's how dad works um so yeah it makes it nice like because we'll pull into each other's conversations with guests and um i don't know i guess there's there's a few like family businesses out there or there's quite a few family businesses out there and i feel like you don't get to meet like the full dynamic all the time uh, where you get to run into the entire family from from what i've observed too it seems like the breweries that are family owned and like all of that, I mean, there's obviously ones where it's like the parents 
are part owner, but they just gave money, but aren't yeah. in, they aren't involved at all. Yeah. But the ones where like the whole family's involved and they're all there on the weekends and stuff, it, it seems like it makes the customers feel more like they're part of the brewery family also. Yeah. And, um, and that's even like the, our beer tenders, uh, like pretty much everybody is like family. It, yeah, it does make it nice. Uh, or as I know, guests, all of our beer tenders, they love yeah. everything that, that we try to do. And we, there's nothing, I don't think we could do it differently if we tried at this point. How do you feel about kids at breweries? <laughs> so, so, yeah, um, we're actually in the process. We'll be putting a playground in um, that should be up in the next couple of weeks. That's awesome because uh, like... Uh, vanish is always pointed to as like a place that does it right where they yeah. have like a whole section where like you ship the kids off to that area exactly. and um keep the rest of the the rest of the brewery safe from the so kids. and oddly enough so we have railings that come down through our walkway and those are taking a beating from children like swinging on them and all that type of good stuff yeah. and it's it's one of those like we don't have that much for children right now we bring out yeah. toys and stuff for them but so we'll be putting in a fairly large playground on the one end that will, and we'll put, we'll put picnic tables and make sure people can get beer like okay. at that location. Um, but I mean, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old, my brother has a two-year-old six and nine. Like, so we have young kids. kids. Like we, we can't be against children being at the brewery because yeah. I want to be able to bring my kids here with yeah. me um it's like the same thing as dogs as long as they're well behaved i don't take my dog to breweries because she is not well behaved yeah there's she's not that dog that'll just lay next to you and oh, yeah. chill out she's wanting to get to people and stuff so i just don't i don't inflict her on other people yeah that's <laughs> probably best no and we i mean yeah, we have two dogs and the one we've brought to the brewery maybe once or twice, but for the most part, yeah, the dogs stay at home. Um, but we, yeah, we like to be a little inclusive as far as like yeah, the kids, animals. Uh, we're still in the works of like a dog park, like putting in like an actual fenced in dog oh, cool. park area for people that want to go unleashed yeah. and all that type of good stuff. Phone's being blown up. Yeah. Um, what is the best way for people to stay up to date with the comings and goings of Prospect Point? Right now, definitely social media, um, Instagram and Facebook. Um, no Twitter, TikTok, or anything like that, but <laughs> the, the two major ones. Uh, we do have a, a website, prospectpointbrewing.com, um, that has some stuff on it. It's not quite up to date. Yeah. I forgot to ask, where did the name Prospect Point come from? So we have a, I, I've been trying to figure out how to make this story a little bit shorter because uh, it ends up going <laughs> on for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, so there was the Battle of West Frederick uh, that took place at essentially a couple miles up the road, like Prospect Hall area. Um, that was the they call it like the forgotten battle, but they also say it's the battle that saved Frederick um, from being taken over from the South and the Confederates. So the quick story, tying that all in, 
with that battle being like the battle that saved Frederick, all that type of good stuff, because the Confederates were basically, they were planning on burning Frederick to the ground. Um, the only way to save a farm nowadays is to do something, agritourism, that type of deal. Uh, so like the brewery itself is what will make it so that this farm will never become a hundred townhomes or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, and then, so with Prospect Hall. I mean, we could Hall, use a few more townhomes here. Yeah, though. a couple more, <laughs> a couple more. Uh, and then, like, my dad went to Prospect Hall for uh, school back in the day. Uh, okay. So it was kind of one of those, was able to tie it in, a little bit of history, uh, and then, I don't know, like the tying in, the, like saving, how to save a farm is to add some value added, like, hops and then beer and all that type of good stuff how many um acres is prospect point so we are right at 25 acres here um which is about the perfect size right now uh i'm not saying i wouldn't mind i would love to be able to buy all the farms up around us just to keep it looking exactly like the way it is right now but yeah it might take a couple more years it's kind of weird like frederick and it, I mean, it was definitely way more farmland than what even 10 years ago, but there's still like those pockets of like a 20, 30, 40 acre farm, like just seconds from downtown. I know it's, it, and it's cool. I like it. Um, it's definitely nice being surrounded by the larger farms right now. And hopefully we can keep it that way for are are those ones in the ag preserve at all or are they all ones as, that are up for possibly selling to a developer so that's what we're kind of worried about um because like the farm on either side of us is over 100 acres each and public utilities like we already have natural gas all the way past the farm and then public water is on its way to the farm and past the farm. So we're a little bit nervous that like once that happens, the two farms that are side by side with us might side there. We're going to cash in. Yeah. Or the, the kids of the original farm owners, all that type of good stuff. So do you, what else you have your anniversary party coming up? Um, the kids corner, Yep. Coming up. Yep. Uh, do you have anything else um, you're excited about coming up that you want to um, let people know about? The anniversary party should be a lot of fun. Uh, that's May 20th. Uh, that'll be all day. Uh, we have uh, three bands scheduled. Uh, one of them's from the School of Rock of uh, Milk Mountain. Uh, and then we have uh, Billy and the Curly Brothers coming. And then Freddie and the Long Band will be playing that day. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that. Um and then we're trying to figure out other events to do during that day uh, to kind of make it exciting for everybody. The Curly Brothers' dad don't like Uncapped. No? No. There's a letter, letter to the editor. <laughs> yeah. Because huh. I, I interview um, breweries of beer that you can't get in Frederick, and I ask stupid questions like, what kind of French fries do you like? Yeah. <laughs> I was sending his letter to the editor. Ah, awesome. <laughs> that's, okay. that's interesting. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of yeah. which, what, what's your favorite type of fast food French fries? Jesus. Um, ooh, that's a tough one. Texture-wise, I go between 
probably McDonald's and like oddly enough like Arby's curly fries. Arby's curly fries are very high up on the list. Yeah, they're good. Now you can actually buy those and yeah. cook them in an Use air it, fryer at home. They're phenomenal in yeah. an air fryer. Uh-huh. Um okay, back to real questions and then yeah. we'll go back to stupid ones. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you have the anniversary party. Um we have a farmers market coming up in a couple weeks is that a one-time thing or do you have regular farmers markets here so this will be the first one as of now um and then we have it scheduled june 3rd as well okay Um, i can never think have you ever seen it was a website they probably have social media accounts now too it's called stuff white people like no, like it's a, and so it's like just a running list of stuff white people like in one of them's uh, farmers markets. Of course, of and course. so I I can't talk hear about a farmers market without like in my head like white people like uh-huh. farmers markets. Yeah, yeah. So that, <laughs> but Google it. Stuff white people like. I definitely will. Um, <laughs> that uh, it'll be. We're excited for that. Uh, just kind of to let yeah see what local artisans. Do you have food trucks here? We have, we have food trucks yeah. uh, pretty much every day we're open. Uh, right now, we don't have food trucks on Thursdays, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we always have food trucks. And right now, you are draft and crowler to go, right? You're Correct. You're not canning at all yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, do, you, do you distribute kegs at all anywhere, or is it all, if you want every, Prospect Point, you come to Prospect Point? Yeah, currently everything in-house. <laughs> uh, we are working on that. Uh, We've always kegged on into just your standard half barrel kegs yeah. and kind of found out that as far as like a lot of the restaurants around town. And none of them want half Nah, yeah, they, they don't want, want that. Yeah, they want six <laughs> So we're hoping within the next couple months to be able to start getting out to select few yeah. um, roast house and stuff like that. Definitely roast house. Definitely roast house. <laughs> um, anything else? Have I missed any important factoids about prospect point or anything else you want to talk about before we uh get into stupid questions um i don't think so i think we've pretty much covered a lot of it i think so too let's get stupid all right who would win in a battle between a ninja and a pirate oh man is it out at sea I mean, it could be anywhere. Anywhere. There's only one right answer. Yeah, out at sea, I'd pirate all day long. I mean, anywhere, it's a pirate. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna um, give you that you're correct, and that it's just a pirate. That works. That works. Does pineapple belong on a pizza? Definitely not. That is also correct. What is the best color of Starburst? Mm. Pink or yellow. I'm going to pretend you only said pink and give you all the points. <laughs> I, that's a, I should start scoring people. I'm going to, I'm going to add that. Lemon's good. It's no. like a lemon. Stop. You were, you were on a roll, and now you're – is Nickelback a good band? Oh, man. 15 years ago, yes. <laughs> they, they were – yeah, I'm – yeah, and I mean you're They're, right. Yellow, they were decent. Yellow are good, unless you're also be offering if unless you're also being offered pink ones. Yeah, I guess you can't buy all, all yellow bags because they're Starbucks. not. They're not good. 
okay. comparatively. Okay. If they made if 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 they made an oops all yellow <laughs> Starburst, no one would buy it. Oh, maybe no, like that's three three people would. That's probably true. What is the worst concert you've ever attended? Ooh. Man, that's a tough one. Um God, they've all been pretty good lately. Uh probably the ones that were bad were ones that I don't remember. I'm sure there was some bad ones in there, but honestly don't have an answer for you. Is it acceptable to use a gift card on a first date? I mean, who's really paying attention to how you're paying? As long I'm as sure you're paying. I'm sure some people do, but it's been I don't. A, it's been a long time since I've been on a first date, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I think there are still like gift certificates when I went on a, the last time I went on a first date. So yeah, I, uh, like an actual just piece, yeah, piece of, of paper. paper. Yeah, that ex- <laughs> has an actual expiration date on it. Yeah, that's. You know, for my wedding forever ago, I was giving a gift certificate for the Frederick Flight School, and I never used it. I wonder if I oh, took that man. to them if they would let me. That would be. It doesn't have an expiration date on it. Uh, you might be fine then. Yeah, I should just roll in there. It's like. Well, it's 16 years old at this point. <laughs> they might frown upon it. I think they may just tell me to go to hell. And <laughs> well, that's, I think I still have a paper gift certificate to uh, the Flying Barrel that does have an expiration date on it from like probably five years ago at this point. I, I feel like they would look at me like, sorry, sir, you're at least a decade too late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what would the title of your biography be? I'm terrible at these type of questions. Um, it's a good thing I have a few more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, maybe maybe least, this one's easier. Who would play you in a movie about your life? God, that, why is that easier? I don't I know don't if that's know. easier or not. Uh, All right. Because there's what is the first thing <laughs> you would buy if you won the Powerball? That one's not hard. There's no way you've never fantasized about what you would. I know. Um, more than likely, only because it wouldn't matter, some sort of car, exotic Ferrari or Lamborghini or something along those lines. They just showed the successor to the Aventador, and I can't remember mm. the name of it because I think it's a stupid name. I'm um, sure it is. But it, no, Ventador is a cool name, but it's like another, it's another bull, but it's a stupid, like a bull from the 1800s and it's a stupid name. But it's a V12 with also three electric motors and it's like Jesus. 900 horsepower. I don't know. It's a bunch of horsepower. It looks cool as hell. I think I saw something on that. Yeah. I've always Sorry, been I like a Ferrari person. And over the last probably five years, I've leaned more Lambo for whatever. I don't even know why. Do you know that there in Frederick is a company that does restorations of old Ferraris? Really? Yeah. One of my friends uh, works there, and I had borrowed some camera equipment, and I went to drop it off, and it was just you know sitting there, a $3 million 1950s awesome. Ferrari. That's pretty awesome. Huh, <laughs> and who would have thunk what, it? What, what's crazy about it, too, is like, it has manual window. I like it. It's the most so Spartan looking. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's a. It's sitting there. It's worth th- over three million dollars. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
probably go Ferrari still. All right, let me go. let me find easy ones. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes, for sure. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I mean, what would it be? A hoagie if it wasn't a sandwich? But it's the type of bun, right? I don't know. I mean, it is called a hot dog bun, so I guess it is specifically. Yeah, I guess not. Most people just say it's its own thing. I yeah. do like the argument that it's a hoagie because it's attached on one side. But Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, one more. If you were a new member of the Spice Girls, what would your name be? to be called um <laughs> she loves spice girls right now um that's crazy i didn't know like they were still popular but i guess it makes guess sense my, sometimes younger my wife loved were, them back oh, okay. in the day and randomly so put on like a music video on tv yeah. and i was like all over since there like yeah she constantly i guarantee if i show my seven-year-old like the whatever that big hit video was i can't remember the yeah. name of it she would probably love it. Yeah, I mean, actually, I'm going to do that when I get home guaranteed. tonight. <laughs> um, if you ask my wife, I'd probably be like sloppy spice or something. Like just, <laughs> we'll just go with that. She, yeah, that's probably what she would go with. All right, sloppy spice. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Me out. It's a. I uh, I definitely want to come back once there's some green stuff out that way because I I think that. This is it would be an actually I'll just come to the anniversary party, and I like that you have lighting everywhere. I love we like yeah. string or, I mean string lights. Is that yep. what you call it, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. String and then lights. it's like you have it everywhere. So I bet at night it's got to look amazing. Yeah, it looks really cool. We're and we're working on trying to get more out there because uh, we do have areas that it's still kind of dark out out and about yeah. um, closer to the hop yard. So yeah, we're working on getting more lighting out there. The only thing you need to add is a sail. So I we love, had one. They, it didn't survive. Oh yeah, it probably is windy it, as hell up here. It gets really bad here. Okay. Yeah, like that's why we have like a keg by the front door. It's purely like well, ninety percent of the time we have to put a sign on the one door like don't use that one. <laughs> don't touch this. <laughs> we don't have a exterior light on that side because so it rip it. It, it broke. It broke Damn. the door frame and smashed the light. So yeah. Yeah, you're uh, just enough on a hill that mm -hmm. you get that whipping wind yeah it's that's what we've been uh very happy that the the plastic on our front porch has survived this <laughs> season yeah all right but, well if it wasn't like constant like tornado level wind up here like a sail would completely complete mm -hmm. that and sounds like you already thought of that but mother nature had other opinions <laughs> yeah we and we even have like two more in the box still waiting and it was after the first one it was like no we can't do this <laughs> like it just doesn't yeah it wasn't didn't look safe underneath of it how bad it was just whipping around it was like one of those like yeah maybe we'll try something different <laughs> all right well everyone should come out check out prospect point follow them on instagram uh Find them on Facebook. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Cheers. Cheers. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. 
A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.